1: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
0: You've won 12 out of 14. So what in particular has changed? uh man i think our defense uh that's what we hang our hat on and you know we got a lot of guys that can guard multiple positions and uh i think we all just on the same page and it helps when we got you know big rob in the back uh you know blocking everything contesting at the rim so uh he's the leader of our defense and you know we feed off him
1: this is betql daily with the joes joe ostrowski and joe gilio Welcome back. Beck UL Daily right here on the Beck UL Network. Joe o, Joe G, with you on a Friday. Joining us now on the Roman Guest Line, talk some NBA, some NHL, Joe Osborne of Odd Shark. Joe, welcome back to the show. We just heard there Jason Tatum of the Celtics. They continue to play well. And it's amazing, Joe. You look up at the top of the Eastern Conference right now. It's not the Celtics. It's not the Sixers. not the Bucks. It's not, you know, any of these teams that we look at like, wow, they have all these great players and these stars. It's the Chicago Bulls. And they're led by DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Joe, 10-1 to 1 right now to win the MVP. Do you think DeRozan's a legitimate MVP candidate?
2: I do. I think he should win it. I mean, how do you define the award? Is it most valuable to your team? I think that's the definition of the award, right? Or is it most dominant? Because there's a lot of dominant players you can make a case for. But take a look at the Chicago Bulls last season. Uh, they finished 10 games below 500 They couldn't even qualify for the playing game. Now there they are, first place In the Eastern Conference, and I don't remember within a single season of one player being so fantastic in the closeout seconds of game, whether it be to tie the game up or the go-ahead shot, this guy is absolutely lights out. Now, there's a lot of guys you can make a case for winning the award, of course, uh, Jokic Jokic going back-to-back or Embiid, but... You just look at the turnaround of the Chicago Bulls and the best player on their team this season is DeMar DeRozan and they are the best team in the conference. So 100% I would give the award to him.
3: If you look at the East odds and the adjusted win totals that we just saw up during the all-star break, it, uh, the expectation is not that the Bulls will win the, the East or that they'll be the top seed in the East. For DeRozan to get that MVP, even though he wasn't expected to be the best player on his team this season, which is so strange, 500 to 1 before the season started for the MVP award. A wow. uh, week and a half ago, he was 50 to 1 at some spots. The Bulls have to be the one seed, right? Even though it's probably not fair, but even with this tear he's going on, the Bulls have to be the one in the East for DeRozan to get it. Agree?
2: I, I think so. I think that check's a pretty big box because, yeah, you can make the case that Embiid's been the more dominant player, but, you know, you want to see the Bulls finish ahead of them in the standings, and that just kind of kind of would solidify his case a lot more. So we'll see how they do with what we have, like, 24, 23 games left for the season here. But, yeah, the finishing first in the, uh, in the conference would be the uh, cherry on top of the Sunday, I think, for DeRozan there.
1: We're talking to Joe Osborne here, uh, right? Uh, NHL, NBA. We'll get to some NHL. Joe, you had a tweet about NBA futures and, and a mm. thought on the Miami Heat. The Eastern Conference is really bunched up. The Sixers get a lot of attention tonight. James Harden will play his first game with them. Uh, obviously, the Bucks are defending champions here. There, there's there's some star power. The Nets still get a lot of attention in the Eastern Conference. Tell us your thoughts on the Heat, a team that's kind of been flying under the radar despite having you know uh, some star players like a Jimmy Butler who's been to the NBA Finals before.
2: Yeah, I like Miami here. I see them at 12-1 to to win the whole thing, or you could take them to win the East. Uh, That's obviously a safer bet, I think, at around 6-1. to And listen, hey, they're right behind the Chicago Bulls. I think a game behind them in the standards there in the Eastern Conference. And this is all despite the fact that probably their three best players, uh, Bam, Jimmy, and Kyle Lowry, they've missed over 50 combined games, guys. And they're still right there at the top of the conference. And they're adding... A pretty nice player to their rotation here pretty soon, Victor Oladipo. A lot of people forget about that. He will be joining them uh, possibly in the coming days here. And this is also a team that's battle-tested. They were in the uh, NBA Finals, what, a year and a half ago in the bubble there versus uh, the Lakers, and we know uh, they're going to have the coaching advantage in a lot of these series. Their defense is going to keep them in a lot of these games. So, yeah, I think an excellent case could be made for Miami. Above teams like uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the 76ers, I see a lot of red flags there. Like, who knows uh, what the health of Kevin Durant will be like come playoff time. Who knows if the Kyrie Irving situation is going to be worked out with the vaccine, if he will be playing in home games. It looks like it's trending in that direction. And who knows if uh, Ben Simmons is truly going to fit in. And then how's the marriage between James Harden and uh, Joel Embiid going to work out there? In Philadelphia, that should be an interesting dynamic. You know, I don't necessarily consider James Harden to be a big game player in the playoffs by any means. And we all know what Doc Rivers, uh, his track record here recently with the uh, the Clippers and the 76ers in the playoffs. He hasn't been overly fantastic. So I think he can just make a much better case for Miami, especially given where the odds are at.
3: East is so fascinating. And we've mm. covered a lot of the teams with some of these intriguing storylines. Chicago, Miami, And, of course, Brooklyn, Philadelphia. Harden making his debut with the team tonight. And then there are a couple of teams just kind of in that four to six range, which we don't talk as much about. We are now with the Celtics because of the run that they've gone on. They haven't trailed in their last five road games. They did that again last night. Uh, Terrific. And then gets very little credit in the MVP conversation. We didn't even bring him up. And then they're just kind of sitting there. They're reigning champs. The Milwaukee Bucks. Where, where are we on the Bucks? Because wh- when we talk about all these uh, interesting situations, like eight, nine teams in the East, one or two of them are going to fade down the stretch. They have to.
2: Yeah, I, if you put a gun to my head and you said, you know, take the odds out of it and you had to take a team that represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. And this is a, they, they used to go so hard. During the regular season, you know, they would always win the regular season. Then we saw them come up short in the playoffs a couple times. This season, especially on the defensive end, they're kind of taking their foot off the gas a little bit. They're still very competitive, you know, near the top of uh, of the conference. But I think we will see them improve, especially on the defensive end throughout the second half here. And, hey, if they're healthy, they're going to be a tough
1: out in the playoffs. So uh, hard team to uh, to bet against, in my opinion. Joe, you posted recently on Twitter about the uh, the first half, first quarter, best and worst against the spread. What did you dive into there, and, and, and have you been playing those? Because Some of those numbers, like, man, you got Memphis 38-21-1, first half against the spread. I mean, that, there's some pretty good um, – I mean, you could fade those teams or play those teams. It feels mm-hmm. like a pretty good number based on uh, what you posted there.
2: Yeah, it it tends to be a a lot of underdog spots, especially that you see in the first quarter, like the Cleveland Cavaliers and the San Antonio Spurs absolutely cleaned up in the first quarter here this season. And they would have been an underdog in the majority of those games, especially Cleveland on the road. Absolutely fantastic coming out flying. So uh, those are tricky type of bets, though, because you don't always have the stats to back them up. You might see some crazy trend like, wow, the Spurs have covered the spread in uh, eight straight first quarter or something along those lines, then you kind of look into the stats and they don't really back it up. So uh, it's nothing that you really want to follow blindly, but you see some teams that just start much quicker and it tends to be teams who who are getting points in uh, the opening two frames of the game.
3: Uh, Joe, we've got some great matchups on tap this weekend. On Saturday, it's Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Memphis, Chicago, with DeRozan and John Morant going at it. Uh, Sunday, Utah-Phoenix, Dallas-Golden State. Number of games tonight. Uh, w- what has your attention? What are you What are you thinking?
2: Well, you left this game off your list. It's a game everyone is talking about. It is the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> in Indiana. I'm having a, a bunch yeah. of guys over to watch this one tonight. And, hey, I, I think it's a good spot to uh, to pan the uh, OKC Thunder here, plus seven and a half. Now, yeah, Indiana has the offensive edge, edge in this one, but the defensive gap is pretty big between these two teams. If you take a look at the last 10 games, opponent EFG, eight versus 27th, points allowed per 100 possession, six versus 29th. Since the trade of Sabonis, uh, you can make a pretty good case for the Pacers being the worst defensive team in the NBA and, you know, OKC, yeah, they stink too. But one thing they're good at is covering the spread. They've been one of the best spread bets in the NBA here this season, uh, 20 and 10 against the spread on the road. So I I think seven and a half points is way too much in a matchup, which I think could be fairly even here, especially on paper. I think in the second half here, you're going to see the Pacers stand out as one of the worst teams in the NBA. So a pretty good underdog spot there for
1: uh, OKC. Let's talk some NHL here, Joe. Uh, we're into the uh, the. It's interesting with them. Their trade deadline is later, right? So there's still yeah. could be movement here. but March twenty first is the NHL trade deadline. So still some movement, but uh, potentially on tap. But but where are you at right now NHL? You play nightly. You play games nightly. You you taking money line, puck line. We're, we're, tell tell us where, how you're betting the NHL right now for our audience. Yeah, I keep it pretty simple
2: and uh, just go with uh, money lines. And uh, I, I started off pretty hot, but I've hit a bit of a, a skid here recently. But just sticking with the process, taking a, a simple handicapping uh, approach by getting into uh, some analytics, you know, expected goals for and allowed high danger chances. You take a look at some home away road splits. Of course, you want to see who's in that, but yeah, I take a a pretty simple approach to it and uh, having a a decent season here so far.
0: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe.
3: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Last night was wild because of the uh, some of the upsets that, that we yes. saw last night. I, we, we were going through a stretch where it seemed to be. You know, some of those favorites, favorite parlays people were putting together. But Pittsburgh was minus 280. They lost. It wasn't yeah. close. The devils crushed them. Another big road win Columbus at Florida. Florida minus 425. Favorites. Th- these numbers, Joe, I mean, I, I don't ever, you pay closer attention to the hockey part than I do. I, yeah. I don't ever reset. remember seeing money line prices like this uh, before, do you?
2: Well, it's funny. You see, like, a number like that on Florida, and you're like, I can't even put this in a parlay, you know, just because it's so insane. And, you know, uh, parlaying hockey is uh, risky enough, right? So uh, here's the thing, though the first half of the season, favorites absolutely dominated. They were up uh, about 36 units in the first half of the season. Now, that's coming back a little bit. Since the All Star break, uh, underdogs are up. Uh, at around five units right now. And we know, typically, we we see, like, you know, in the early part of the NFL season, underdogs will be dominating against the spread, and it ends up coming back a little bit. So you probably will see that come back a little bit here in the second half of the season. But, yeah, I've learned here recently uh, trying to parlay underdogs uh, or parlay big favorites in the NHL. Probably not a good betting strategy. I was on the Calgary (laughs) Flames last night, Hottest team in hockey, 10 straight wins. They got it absolutely handed to them by Vancouver on the road out there. They were not a huge favorite in that one, but, you know, right around uh, minus 150, minus 160 or so. So, yeah, the uh, the best team doesn't always win. I had the Islanders last night. I think they outshot San Jose by about 20. They lost in a shootout, so that was a, a, a difficult loss
1: as well. But, uh, but yeah, I've uh, been, been loving the NHL betting for sure. Uh, as you dove into this, and, and obviously you've, you've been on top of it and, and betting some of these NHL games, uh, would you agree this Avalanche are by far the best team? I mean, NHL's weird, right? You look at futures, they're 4-1 to one right now. We It happens all the time in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The best team doesn't always win. It becomes mm-hmm. kind of a crapshoot when you get to the playoffs. Colorado seems like they've been the best team from start to finish or start to now. Would you agree it's them, or do you think if you were to bet a future right now, would you put it on Colorado, or would you look for value somewhere else?
2: I'd probably look for value somewhere else. Uh, you know, despite that loss last night, I still think Calgary is one of the best teams in the NHL. They have pretty good goaltending, very well-rounded team. They're going off at 12-1 to right now to win the Stanley Cup. And it's because of, like you said, it's usually not the best team that enters the, uh, the playoff tournament and ends up winning it. So I would look at a team like them, you know, if uh, the Penguins can get good goaltending from Tristan Jerry this uh, time around in the playoffs. They didn't get that last year. Them going off at 16-1, not too bad. And if I'm looking at a real long shot, a team that's not really performing up to uh, how good their analytics say they should be is the Los Angeles Kings, 45-1 to to win the Stanley Cup. Now, that's not necessarily my prediction for them to win it, but a pretty good long shot bet right there, especially at trade deadline if they can improve the goaltender position. Uh, L.A. could be a, a team to put a little bit of a, a sprinkle on here right now.
3: Uh, yes, so Calgary—that's a hot team. Everybody's betting them. You're right. Uh, but the Pacific, there are so many teams that are still in the mix there. Do you think there's enough time for for a team like I don't know? I, offensively, they they won't scare me. But the Ducks are 150 to one to win the Pacific, and they're they have 59 points. Calgary has 66. Are the Flames just too good? Can they catch them?
2: Well. I, I wouldn't put a bet on Anaheim. I think that's a team that's uh, outperforming how badly their analytics say they should be. So, um, you know, Vegas is always a team that could go on a roll. Uh, and you look at this role like that Calgary's on, you know, they've won 10 of their last 11 now. Uh, three weeks ago, we probably wouldn't be talking about them like this. Now, three weeks from now, we could be talking about another team that looks like the hottest team getting hot at the right point of the season. Uh, Edmonton is a team you know. They fired their coach there recently and they, They've had a decent bounce back Tough road trip right now But if they can improve at the goaltender position That's a team to watch out for as well So yeah, that is a, a very tough division It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out
3: uh, jo- Joe, before we say goodbye I do want to thank you I had a couple days off last week And you put something on my radar I completely forgot about I, I did take a couple hours of my life To watch the Tinder Swindler And it was fantastic (laughs) yeah that
2: was good i was uh you know it it was it's been a light sports week here the nba just uh, had a couple days off there and i i'm a documentary guy like the true crime type of stuff and uh i put it out there on twitter what do you guys think of this and people recommended it so the uh, tinder swindler if you're looking for something (laughs) light to watch uh, it's kind of a fun story about a huge scumbag. <laughs>
1: <Right>. It's <laughs> my on my favorite. radar now, Joe. We appreciate you hopping on. That was Joe Osborne on the Roman guest line. On the other side, we will dive into tonight's NBA games right here on the BetQL Network.
2: You're locked into BetQL Daily with the Joes,
1: Joe Ostrowski and Joe
2: Gillio from BetQL.